Good afternoon. Today we have the wonderful Patrick Conway talking to us about networking your way to more leads, more profit, and more fun. Throughout the event, he will open up for questions from the chat box, so please don't hesitate to type them in. Take it away, Patrick. Awesome. Thank you so much. So networking your way to more leads, more profit, and more fun. All of those things sound very, very awesome. The fun part sounds probably the best to me. I got to tell you, if I was going to college, well, I did go to college. If back in the day while I was in college, somebody said, hey, you just get to hang out with all your friends and family and close people in your life and just hang out with them. And they'll end up sending you leads that turn into thousands and thousands of dollars of business. I'd be like, sign me up for that job. So if everybody who's attending this webinar and everybody who's a real estate agent doesn't feel like they have the greatest job on earth, you are confused. Literally, we just get to hang out with all the people in our lives and have a fun time with them. And when we do that and we do it on purpose, oh, my gosh, the leads blow up, the business blows up. Freaking amazing. So I'll give you a little bit of background on my journey. I think I'm very uh, well equipped to teach this class. So 2018, we had a very outstanding year. I was a little bit ticked off because I closed 299 deals, one away from 300. But the most amazing thing about the 299 transactions, 292 of them were direct referrals from people that already knew, liked, and trusted us. Last year, we did 302 deals, so I went over the 300-unit hump. And what's amazing is 291 of the 302 were direct referrals. So obviously, you can tell my business is not cold at all. So I'm not the type of guy that's out there door knocking or paying millions of dollars for Zillow for crap leads. Like I'm out there just networking with the people that I already know, like, and trust. We have a good time, and I'm really great at conditioning them and specifically asking them for business. So I'm going to give you some tactics on that. I had one of my students call me up, and they're like, Patrick, I'm really, really struggling here. I'm trying to get more business from business people. So I opened up the local business journal, and I saw the top 20 architects in town. And I put them on a list, and I started catering to them, and I started calling them. He said, I even did a happy hour for them, and I've been calling on them for over eight weeks, and it's just not working. And I asked him a few things about what he was doing, and he was going through all the motions. And I said, well, what is, what is it about architecture that moves you? He said, well, I don't really know. I said, well, what do you know about architecture? He said, I don't really know much at all. I said, who do you know who's an architect? That I don't know anybody. I'm just trying to get to know them now. And I'm like, you're a knucklehead. There's a million different avenues of getting business out there. And sometimes you just have to find out what your quality match is. So I think when it comes to networking your way to more leads, more profit, and more fun, you actually have to do the things that interest you to make it easier. So if you're not all about architecture or you're not all about doctors, don't really go after them if it's not going to suit you. And I'll give you some more examples with that. But I just think that you need to align with like-minded people that do business like you do or like-minded quality matches. So my philosophy on business is simply this. Too far often, I think, as realtors, we're always like chasing the next lead, chasing the next person that's going to send us business. Where's the next deal going to come from? Like, how do I get in front of the next person that I don't know who needs to buy or sell? And I don't think that's the right mentality. If everyone just went like this, I think we've got it right here in our hands. I think we literally have enough right here in our hands. And if we just work it on purpose, we will dominate. In the core, we teach to have 400 relationships. So we want to be in relationship with 400 people. We call it a database. Heard of a lot of veteran realtors that are like, my database is 3,200 people. I would consider that more of a farm. Because for me, a database would be somebody that passes the grocery store test. If I'm at the grocery store, they're at the grocery store, I'm walking down aisle two, they're walking down aisle two, I'm like, Patrick, hey, what's up, man, how you doing? And I would recognize you, I would know something about you, we're in relationship, we're connected. That's what I'm looking for. So I think that if we have 400 in relationship connected people right here and we just work it on purpose, that's a minimum of 120 deals. So what I mean by this, if we're on purpose with people, and I'm going to give you about four or five different tactics to how to be on purpose with these people in our life, 
And then if we do salesmanship correctly by conditioning them to send us just one, just one potential buyer or seller in a year, that means that 400 people that are in relationship with us would all send us just one really good lead, we would have 400 leads in a year. If you are horrible at closing, which you're being a part of the core, being involved with us, you're going to get better and better every day. But if you're just a novice at closing, at minimum, those warm relationships, I'm in relationship with you, I'm doing stuff with you, we know, like, and trust each other, the leads are going to convert at 30%. So if I condition 400 people that I'm in relationship with just for one lead every single year, I got 400 leads. At minimum, they'll close at 30%. 30% of 400 is 120 transactions. Sign me up for that. I'm in. So how do we do that? I'm sure all of you would like to get 120 deals at minimum from your 400 people, so I'm going to tell you what it looks like. So step number one, as I go through the steps, I'll pause for a second. If you have a question and you want me to elaborate on something or describe it a little bit more clear, just type it in the Q&A section. So on the right-hand side, you'll see Q&A. You'll be able to go in there and type away whatever you want. I'll see that. I'll read the question, and I'll address it. So as I'm talking, right, questions in there, I like lots and lots of participation. There's a whole bunch of people on here, so more participation, the better. My assistant's so awesome, he heard me say, can I go get a water? And I don't think we had enough time, and then he ran and threw me a water. Great staff, great staff. So the first tactic is the most simple, basic thing that you've ever seen. We talk about it all the time, and it's what we preach and what we know and what we're doing on a daily basis. It is a greatness tracker with theme days in mind. So all of y'all on this call should know what a greatness tracker is, but it's our weekly accountability of outbound activity. So obviously at the end of every single week, we need 15 face-to-faces, five of which are break breads. We need to have 60 great phone call conversations. We need to have 10 thank you notes. We need to send some videos. We need to monitor our leads and deals, and we need to monitor our phone time and face-to-face time when it comes to prospecting. So each day of the week, we have a theme on who we're targeting, and each day of the week is a theme based on a list of the 400 people that are right here, right in front of us that we currently have. So if you write on your paper, if you're taking notes right Monday through Friday, you probably already know this, but I'll give it to you again. Monday's theme day is VIPs. Tuesdays, current clients. Wednesdays are leads. Thursdays, their database. Fridays is a cold calling day, but I already told you I don't really like cold calling, so I have a specific targeted list where I call on purpose business people and builders that are not in relationship with me. So Mondays are VIPs, Tuesdays are current clients, Wednesdays are lead tracker, Thursdays are database, Fridays are target list of builders and business people. Now, when I'm calling on these people and I have a theme for that day, that's who I'm trying to get in front of. So on Mondays, I'm trying to talk to all my VIPs. I'm trying to get in front of them as much as possible. VIPs is everybody part of the 400 people we have. In a perfect world, 50 of them would be VIPs or super important, well-connected, wealthy, awesome individuals. I love them. They love me. They're sending me deals and leads all the time. I can bank on at least one closed transaction from them for the year. That would be a great VIP for me. So I'm talking to the VIPs on Mondays, and I'm asking them what they did on the weekend. And I'm also asking them for their help. Who do they know that needs to buy or sell a home? Tuesdays, I'm calling all my current clients, the number one complain about real estate is that we just don't give enough communication. So I'm walking through all of my clients, buyers in the car, buyers under contract, listings on the market, pre-listings, listings under contract. I'm calling them all with a solid update. One of two things happen. I write this down for Tuesdays. One of two things happen. Number one, you solve a problem. Take good care of them. Make sure that they're happy. So number one is you're looking for the problem to solve. Second thing that would happen, there's no problem to solve. Everything's going great. Well, cool. Who else do you know that needs help in real estate? I'm looking for a buyer or a seller that you could send my way. You're specifically asking for business. Wednesdays is simple. We keep track of all of our leads. If you've been affiliated with the core for more than a couple weeks, you probably know about a lead tracker. Every single month we're tracking every lead that comes in. I don't care if they have a 400 credit score or if they are the perfect million dollar 800 credit score cash buyer. 
all the leads are leads and we're going to follow up with them until they buy or call the cops and tell us to stop calling. So we're following up with the leads and it's very simple. The buyer, I'm closing for an appointment to get face to face. If it's a listing, I'm closing for an appointment to go to their house that needs to be listed. Thursdays is a database call. Pretty easy call if you are continually in front of your database. So there's a lot of people on the call that might be like, wow, I've kind of sucked with my database over the last few weeks or months or years. And that's okay. It would be certainly okay to call up somebody and say, Mrs. Smith, this is Patrick Conway. I'm your realtor from four years ago, and I just feel like a knucklehead. I wanted to be your realtor for a life, and for four years, I haven't even really reached out to you. So I wanted to call and apologize. That would be step one. And once you have these conversations, there's a couple of things that you can do to walk them through just to build rapport. But I'm going to get to that in a second. And, of course, I already mentioned on Fridays is a targeted cold call for me. So there's plenty of networking events or mixers or just the other day I'm at lunch with my financial planner, and he said, you don't know Ty Sheehan. He's just an awesome attorney here in town. I said, no, I don't know him. So I immediately went to my target list, and I put Ty Sheehan, attorney in Alamo Heights. Uh, me and Tom Valenti are close with him. We both know each other. So on Friday, I called up Ty. I said, hey, Tom Valenti wanted me to call. He's like, oh, yeah, I've been knowing Tom for a long time. It's just an easier call. So I have a target list of people that I'm loosely associated with. It's more of a warm-up than a straight cold call. So those are the five things that I'm doing every day of the week based on the theme days. And I think for the first couple of years in my core experience, I probably cheated the greatness tracker at least half the time. I'd call up Mr. Smith. I'd say, hey, it's Tuesday, Mr. Smith. I just wanted to let you know your appraisal came in. Looks like we're closing in a couple weeks. Okay, thanks, sir. Bye. That's not really great. So for it to be great and for it to really count to put on your greatness tracker, it needs to have one of five elements. So on your note page, write one through five. I'll give you a second. <coughs> I went to Steamboat, Colorado, and took my daughter. It was super awesome. She's just turned five years old. And I was thinking that we were going to be on the magic carpet bunny hill the entire time. And after three days of ski lessons, she was going all over the mountain with me. It was incredible. But the weather and the the lack of allergens in the air is unbelievable. And I come back to San Antonio, and for about a month, I just can't get over my allergy cough. So I apologize. So for a greatness tracker, if you're not cheating it, for it to truly be great, it has one of five elements. Number one, the hardest to measure, but it definitely counts, is enhance. The relationship. Enhance the relationship. So I think if you take them through Ford or Frog, which is just a simple acronym, Ford and Frog, family, occupation, recreation, dreams, goals. So you're taking, hey, how's your family? Do you have the same job? Uh, what are you guys doing for Valentine's Day that's coming up? Last year, I kind of almost forgot about it. Ha, ha, ha. Hey, dreams and goals. I know that you were talking about this dream house. I know you got all the kids coming. It sounds like another one's on the way. I know you might need that four or five bedroom home now. So you're just taking them through Ford or Frog. Or for me, obviously the number of units that we do, we have lots of clients that we're working with. So every once in a while, I feel like I'm a little bit too surface level. So that same story I just told you about Steamboat, if somebody said, hey, my daughter just started skiing. It was amazing. She just turned five. She went all the way up and down the hills with me. It was amazing. The old version of Patrick Conway would say, oh, that's great. Hey, who do you know that needs to buy or sell a home? The new version of Patrick Conway makes sure that I ask three questions about whatever topic we are talking about to make sure that they know I'm engaged, I'm listening, and I care about them. So number one for it to be great, enhance the relationship by taking them through Ford or Frog and asking three questions to go deep. Two through five are much easier. They're very, very uh, tangible, and yes, I did it, or no, I didn't. It's very measurable. So number two is give a lead or give some type of value. Obviously, giver's gain is our mentality. So if we're giving them value or we're giving them a lead, man, there's nothing better than that. So if I call up my insurance guy and I say, hey, client just closed on their house or so they're getting ready to close, they need some insurance, I told them, you're the guy, here's their number, I already got permission for you to call them. That's a great conversation to have. Number three, super easy a no-brainer, if we get a lead, if I'm sitting down face-to-face -face with somebody, they say, hey, my neighbor wants to sell. Man, it doesn't get much better than that. So if we get a lead, it's great. Number four, set an appointment. The best appointment we can set is a listing appointment, followed by a buyer's consultation or showing a house, followed by a face-to-face -face meeting with a referral partner, 
but I don't even care if it's my parents on a Sunday brunch. Hey, the Sunday mom, let's go to brunch. She says, yes, that's great. If I'm throwing a happy hour for a bunch of people and I call Kendra Cook up and I say, Kendra, I'm throwing a happy hour on Thursday between 5.30 and 8.30. Will you make it out? She says, yes, boom, I set an appointment. She's coming to my happy hour. That would count for me. So if you set an appointment, it counts. Number five, which is the hardest for all of us for some dumb reason, and I have no idea why because we're all salespeople. Number five is specifically ask for business. So Kendra Cook shows up to my happy hour on Thursday, Friday morning. I call her to thank her for coming. She says, oh, Patrick, I just love hanging out with you. It's always fun. I say, I got to tell you, I love hanging out with you. You're one of the best business mentors in my life. I just learned so much, so thank you so much. But you're the type of person in my life that I know I can ask a favor of. So can you help me? She would, of course, say yes, especially after coming to happy hour, which is value to her. I would say, can you please find me one, just one, buyer or seller in the next quarter? So that's a specific ask. So for it to truly be great based on the theme days, I don't just want to call up Mr. Smith and tell him, your appraisal came in, okay, bye. That counts on my greatest tracker. Let me write them down. Or go to coffee with somebody and have a great time and sip the coffee and talk about kids and that's it and then walk away and I didn't really engage. That wouldn't really, that wouldn't really count. But it needs to have the five elements for it to be great. So number one, enhance the relationship. Number two, give a lead or value. Number three is get a lead. Number four is set an appointment. And number five is specifically ask for business. If you're not cheating the greatest tracker and you're going through that stuff, oh, my gosh, the lead tracker is filling up. You're engaged with everybody. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're being on purpose. Your business will explode. Ridiculous. So that is my first step is the greatest tracker in theme days. I know we talk about it all the time. So I do have a question coming in. If you have a question on any of that stuff, type it in the Q&A box. Kevin Rogers, my boy from my own town here, San Antonio, what tactics would you recommend for getting calls in on a heavy out-of-office appointment day? How best can you track these calls if you aren't making them from your desk? It's a great question. I have so many students that are like, I'm making the calls, I just don't know how to put it on the form. From now on, it's mandatory. When you leave the house, when you leave your office, you bring your blue beast with you. You grab your keys, you grab your cell phone, make sure you got your wallet in your pocket, you make sure you got business cards on your person, you just bring your blue beast. It's mandatory from now on. So no matter where you're at, if you're mobile, on the go, lots of appointments, your blue beast is with you all the time. All the time. That just makes it a lot easier to record those conversations. If you don't track it, we don't know what's going on. As a coach, we wouldn't be able to help you. So you got to track it. It's just mandatory from now on to bring that greatness tracker with your blue beast everywhere you go, every appointment, every networking event. You go home for the night, you bring your blue beast with you to the house. That's what's going to happen. So the best key that I ever started implementing, the greatest, most basic thing that I did, <coughs> we talk about theme days, we talk about trying to make the phone calls. If we're making the phone calls, the appointments are easily filling up. So for a long time, I would have power hour in my calendar. And I'd say, hey, between 9.30 and 11.30, every single day, no matter what, I'm going to bang the phones for two hours. Worked pretty well, but for two hours, potential distractions can take place. And if it's blanketed in my calendar, my staff or myself would even schedule an appointment over that power hour, which wasn't good. So what I started doing to get those calls in, even on the busiest of days, is in the morning or the night before I look at the following day, and I have to find three 30-minute time periods. Three 30-minute time periods. That's all I need to find. If I can find three 30-minute time periods, what I'm going to do is make outbound calls for those 30 minutes. Very, very awesome because in 30 minutes, I can probably not have any distractions, and I can be fired up, and I can have the result in mind, and I can think about the five steps to greatness to make sure it's on the greatness tracker, and I make those calls during that period of time. So, Kevin, I think keeping your blue beast with you at all times, just it's mandatory, and finding three 30-minute time periods throughout the day. If you're working a busy day and you're working 10 hours, well, I'm looking for an hour and a half, three 30-minute time periods. The other eight and a half hours, feel free to do whatever you need to. Not a question, but more of a comment. Uh, Jackie has a clipboard that she takes with her all the time uh, that holds the greatness tracker on it, so that helps. Cool. So the most basic thing, greatness tracker, theme day, 
not the most fun thing, but man, the basics work more than ever. Number two, I talk a lot about phone calls. We do lots and lots of transactions. We would not have been able to do that if I wasn't on the phone all the time. The most effective is face-to-face, but the most efficient is on the phone. So number two step for me is other on-purpose calls. So number one is an anniversary call. I call all of my buyers that ever bought a house with me. I have been in business uh, year number eight right now is what I'm starting on, year number eight. So seven years of buyers, they get calls from me. It's in the calendar. My daily printed calendar is on the desk at the very top. It shows any buyers that bought and what year they bought in. So I just call them up, and I would say, hey, Jason, it's five years ago. Today you bought your house. And they get all hype, and they don't even – they're like, I don't even know that. How do you know that? It's just an easy, awesome, very fun call. Everybody appreciates and loves that call. Number two, honor calls. If you are a sole practitioner, you're doing everything. Once you start doing three deals a month on purpose every single month, you should hire your first RP1, which Rita is going to talk about on the webinar next uh, month, which is how to hire people, when to hire. But once you start doing a consistent three-plus deals a month, you'll start having staff. And as the staff takes more of the transactional stuff, you need to make sure that you're still the face. You need to be the guy taking all the shots. Like, I can't be the GM from afar hiring a coach and hiring the superstars. Like, you have to be the superstar, which means you have to be on the phone with them all the time. So a couple of examples of honor calls for me. At a listing, I'm on the listing appointment. I'm leaving. I'm in the driveway, and I call them up. I say, Mr. Smith, I just got done with you guys. I just wanted to say your house is amazing. I'm just so honored that you choose me. I'm looking forward to being your realtor. Just a really good honor driveway call for a listing. One other thing that I do is when I'm showing buyers, you might go look at four houses. Maybe they were looking with me. Maybe they're looking with the buyer's agent. Maybe they're looking with my showing assistant. After every time they're out and about, I always give them a call, regardless if they were with me or not. I'd call them up. Hey, I know you guys looked at six houses this Saturday. I think houses one through four were kind of duds. You didn't like them. House number five was beautiful, and house number six was okay. What kind of questions do you have? Man, I appreciate it. How are we doing for you? Very, very good call. When a buyer or a listing side goes under contract, that's kind of a no-brainer. But after I negotiate it and officially goes under contract, the title company has all the earnest money, option money, all that stuff, I just simply give them another call. And I get a little bit pumped up. Mr. Smith, congrats. Man, we got everything in title. I know you got the receipted contract. I'm just super pumped up for you guys. Congratulations. Thanks for trusting me with your sale. We give them after the inspection period or option period or whatever you have in your marketplace, give them a little call. We are big enough where I have my staff members that handle all that stuff. So once that's all done, I get a notification to call them, get all excited. Hey, we're past the option period. We're we're past the inspection period. We're moving down to the next thing. I appreciate you guys hanging there with us. Uh, After appraisal, a lot of people are really skeptical about their appraisal. Once that comes in, I'm giving them that honor call. The day before closing is huge. I attend all of our closings, but I always call them the day before closing just to go over everything. Hey, I know you're well aware we're closing tomorrow, 2 o'clock. I just wanted to give you a call see if there was any questions. I know Chris, our RP1, already went over all of the HUD and closing disclosures with you. I don't think there was any surprises. Man, I'm just, I can't believe we're at the finish line. I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. It's an unbelievable call. Then the most important thing, most people say, hey, I want to be your realtor for life. But then once they close, if we get the money, then we're gone. And we kind of forget about them, which is ridiculous. So in my office, mandatory, I have a one-week, one-month, and six-month call that also pops up on my calendar, and I knock those calls out very first thing every single day. So after a week of them closing on their new house, hey, it's Patrick. It's been a week. How's it going? Do you need any contractors? Do you need a painter? How's the house? How are you guys feeling? Is there anything I can do for you? So awesome call. We do that at one month, and we do it at six months, and I already told you about our anniversary call, so they're getting one call a year from me. Next item for other on-purpose calls is birthday calls. It's amazing to call people on their birthday. I have an ops manager. He was my first hire of all time. He's the best man in my wedding. I'm the best man in his wedding. He's like my best friend of all time. I used to joke around like he was my brother and he's really in the family. And then he went ahead and married my wife's cousin. So now he's technically part of the family. He runs the shop. He's been working with me for almost eight years. Really great relationship. 2014, we're super busy. His birthday is July 2nd. I'm trying to get out of town to get down to South Padre Island for the 4th of July. And we are just 
slammed busy. It was kind of that blow-up year for us. And uh, July 2nd came and went. And then I left the next morning to go down to South Padre. Did not even think about or acknowledge him on his birthday. And it almost ruined our relationship. Like, he literally wanted to quit. So, obviously, I overcame that. We had a really solid relationship. I've never forgot his birthday. But I just think a birthday is that important to some people that you just can't forget it. So you got to call them. Um, what's extra special is if you call them the day before. So Rick Ruby's birthday was the 31st. I know if I try to call him on the 31st, he's getting so many calls and so many voicemails. His voicemail for the only time out of the entire year might be full on his birthday because he's got so many calls coming in. So I called him the morning of the 30th. And I actually got a hold of him and I said, hey, you're super important in my life. I know tomorrow is going to be hectic for you. I just wanted to call you and wish you a happy birthday. Uh, I wanted to try to be the first one. So I know it's tomorrow. Have a great day. So calling the day before is a really, really, really great tactic. So Yvonne asked me what my blue piece is. It's a blue beast. It has all of my forms in there. If you call your concierge, I'm sure they can send you a blue beast. And it is has all my pay logs, my personal budgets, my greatness tracker, my lead tracker, my pay log, my to-do list, my phone list. It is literally the Bible for my business. It looks like this. The Blue Beast has all of my forms in a very, very nice, neat fashion. I'm able to take that binder everywhere that I go. So at any given time, I have my lead tracker, my pay log, my client list. I have everything in one place. That's a Blue Beast, not a piece. Blue Beast. The last thing for other on-purpose fun calls. I know that we're all on social media all the time. I think there's something called Instagram, Snapchat, Swipe Rights. I don't really know Facebook. And I know a lot of people are really proud of the moments and the opportunities and the things that are happening in their life, and they post that on Facebook. If we see that, sometimes we hit like. And if it's extra special to them, oh, my gosh, what an easy way to prompt a phone call. So if I see somebody that had a baby or their relative had a baby or they had a milestone at work, I can just simply pick up the phone and say, hey, on social media, I saw this, man. That's super awesome. I just wanted to call and congratulate you. So social media is a great thing, but I don't think that – I just think a lot of people are confused, and they think that is the relationship. That's the supplement to the relationship. So I'm an advocate for social media, but, man, so many people think if I hit like or I make a comment on social media, I'm in super tight relationship with this person. No, you're not. If you see something awesome on social media, you should pick up the phone and call them and say, hey, we're in really true relationship. I just wanted to say, man, that was pretty cool what I saw on social media. Tell me about it. And then you're actually connected in real life. So I think social media shout-outs, when you're seeing something of significance, you give them a call. Obviously, at local business journal, if you see one of your business partners or referral partners on there, uh, you want to give them a call and say, hey, I saw you in the business journal. Man, that was a really cool article. I think it's awesome stuff. All right, if you have another question on anything that we're talking about. So we've talked about Greatness Tracker and Theme Days, super basic. And obviously, I'm a big phone call guy, so we talked about on-purpose phone calls. So a few ways to stay networking with all of the people in your life. So pretty easy stuff. Now we get into a little bit more of the fun stuff. So I'm going to talk about some events that I do. So the first thing that I'm doing with all 400 people, I don't care if you're on a target list of mine or if you're a VIP or if you're everybody else on the database that would pass that grocery store test, I have four client parties per year. (coughs) So about once a quarter, we do a client party. Some have gone over really well. Some have not. We've changed them up. Uh, The ones ones that we've stuck with for a long time, I'll tell you about. Uh, The first one that we do is an Easter egg hunt. So a couple Sundays before Easter, we get a section of McAllister Park, and we have a 1,000 Easter eggs that we put all over the park. People come in. There's coffee, donuts, halachis, breakfast tacos, blue and pink lemonade. I hire an Easter bunny for pictures. I have a real live bunnies like a petting zoo farm that comes uh, so people can actually, all the kids can play with the real live bunnies, and they just get to hang out with us. Uh, there's little lawn games, so we'll bring cornhole. Um, we're just having a good time. Music playing, people having a good time. So we'll hang out for the first 45 minutes, and the last 15 minutes is Easter egg hunt for all the kids. Okay, ready, go. So it's a pretty, pretty fun event. Uh, we take pictures. 
All of those pictures are collected with us, branded by Conway Realty Group, and we mail them out to their house, and we give everybody a call for coming and saying thanks. That event is less than $1,000 for us. Uh, last uh, Easter, we had about 140 attendees. So really, really awesome event. In the springtime, we always do a baseball game. We have a AAA baseball team, the San Antonio Missions. So they have a cabana area on the third baseline. We rent that cabana area out. Um, hot dogs, hamburgers, cotton candy. Um, there's a couple kind of beers, sodas. Everything is free for the attendees. A little bit more of an expensive of an event, but we have about 300 people that go to that. And uh, that one costs us about $5,000, which is pretty hefty. We do a couple movie days, uh, one at the beginning of the summer, normally one at the end of the summer. Movie days are always hits for us. We have a pretty fun time. Everybody shows up about an hour early, hangs out, watch the movie. It's a blast. Uh, we always get about 350 to 400 people for that, and that is about a $3,000 cost for us. So that is an awesome, awesome event for us. And then we do a pumpkin patch. So around October time, uh, end of September, we always do a pumpkin patch where they get hay rides, a little cornfield maze, uh, some scary fun stuff, and then everybody gets a pumpkin on us. So those are the four main events that we're doing for our clients. Everybody gets an invite to that. It is super fun. Now, some of you might be like, man, I just don't want to spend three to five grand on an event. That's so crazy. Now, some of those, the pumpkin patch and the Easter egg hunter are under a 1,000, but my very first event of all time. I had no kids in my life yet. If you know anything about me, I have a five-year-old daughter. I have twin boys that are two years old, so I'm all about my kids. Before kids, dogs were kids. There's a big park down the street from our house, and half of the park was going to be turned into a dog park. So me and my wife were really into that. So we said, hey, why don't we throw an event? We can support the uh, charity that's trying to put the dog park together. We can invite all of the client list out. We can bring our dogs. My wife's really into baking, so she made custom fake dog treats for all the dogs that would show up. So we invited our clients and all the dogs. We had about 80 attendees. A bunch of dogs came. They all got a dog treat. We hung out. Some people made donations to the park. So it was a pretty cool event. It cost us like 20 bucks, and I had 80 people show up. It was pretty fun. So there's some really cool ways to network, mingle, do some stuff that you are really into. I wouldn't want to go do the dog park thing if you hate dogs. That's probably not the thing for you. So you're trying to find a quality match in the fun stuff that you like to do, and you invite all of the like-minded people in your database right here, the people that you have, to that event. Next thing that we do, I do a happy hour every single month. I actually do two a month. The first one is for builders. I just have a ton of builder business. So I know a little north of 100 people that are affiliated with new home sales or new home building construction in San Antonio. So I do a specific new home sales, building, new home business happy hour every single month where all those individuals come out. Then I do a separate happy hour for all of our great clients, all of our favorite past clients, our current clients that are just awesome, and all of our business partners. And at that, I'm just trying to be a connector, and we're hanging out for a couple hours. It's at the same place, the same time. Everybody gets two poker chips when they walk in, so they get two drinks on me. And then they also get, <coughs> excuse me, whatever small little nacho bar or taco bar, whatever it is, so they get a little appetizers on us as well. It's a fun thing. Um, I have anywhere between 20 and 50 people show up. I think 50 is a little aggressive. Uh, we have that on some of our builder days, but uh, a good manageable number is between 10 and 20 people. So you can get away for a good $200, a good happy hour a month, bringing in 10 to 20 of your top people, saying thanks, having a fun time. Next thing that I do, we have lots of individuals. Obviously, I'm talking about conditioning each person, all 400 people for just one referral per year, but some people in our life just get it and they understand it. These people would be VIPs in our life. So last year, I had over five people that sent me 10-plus closed deals for the year, which is ridiculous. So I had over 50 deals just from five people. So when you have those type of people, I'm trying to really cater over the top for them. So if I have people that send me multiple leads or multiple deals in a quarter, we'll do a quarter uh, quarterly referral party. If any of you were on uh, Kendra's webinar a couple of days ago about networking, uh, one of my flyers was on there, and it was a top golf. So we did a top golf event for all of the really great referral partners. So they got to come out if, if they got multiple leads or multiple deals closed in the quarter, uh, they got to come out to that special event. So we've done a special top golf event, um, I fly event. We've done the nice steakhouse Bohannon's. Uh, we've done a party at my house that was catered in. 
So we've done some fun things for like the top, top echelon of people each quarter. So now it's kind of a thing where, hey, I want to make sure I send Patrick enough deals or leads so I can get an invite to that party. Last thing that I do is I take care of my team pretty well. So we're only as good as the team. So every single month I have a team outing and it rotates between fun and charity. What's really cool about that is through social media and just being in tune with us, our clients have figured out, wow, they do lots of charity events. So I've had so many clients that say, hey, the next charity thing that you guys are doing, I want to be a part of it. So this Friday at 730, we're doing a kind of a church-sponsored uh, Habitat for Humanity style thing. And our whole staff is going, which it's a staff team event. So I have uh, 11 people that will all be going out there having a good time. Uh, but in addition to that, we have another 20 of our clients that are actually going to join us. So we're doing charity events all together uh, on purpose, hanging out as a team. It's pretty awesome. So for events, I do four big client parties per year for everybody. I do a happy hour each month, once for my close builders and ones for our close clients. That happens every single month. We do our monthly referral party for multiple leads, multiple deals, a really, really nice thing. And then in addition to that, we have a team charity thing that we're doing at least every other month, and that has turned into clients coming to that like crazy. So it's just fun ways to hang out. The most important thing about events, I don't really care what you do or what's happening, but the most important thing is that you know who attended. And I don't really care what's going on or what you're specifically doing or how much money you spent or how you interacted with them. The most important thing is the next day. So no matter what the event was, happy hour, charity, big client party, you have to call all those people and say, thanks for coming. This is your opportunity to condition them for one referral. Super, super easy to do because they just had a blast at whatever event you had. So when you call Mr. Smith, you say, Mr. Smith, it was great seeing you at the pumpkin patch. Thank you so much for coming. He's going to say, wow, my kids had a great time. We love the pumpkins. We've already carved them. We just appreciate you always doing that stuff. Man, you're like one of my favorite clients. I love my job, but if all my clients were like you, I would be like on cloud nine every single day. It's crazy. So, hey, I'm really looking to take my business to the next level, and I know like clients like you can help me. So can you commit to sending me one, just one buyer or seller this year? And, of course, he's going to say yes, and, I, and then I condition them on how to send it. So as soon as he says yes, I say, great. Hey, remember, don't just give my card out. Get permission for me to call them so that I know it's from you and that I can take extra special care of them. So when you find that one buyer or seller, get permission for me to call them by giving me their name and number. I appreciate it very much. So that's how we handle that. So the follow-up from the events are most important. Katie Hamlin asked me, can you talk more about the second event you do for your clients? You said it was 5000 not the Easter egg hunt movie day or the pumpkin patch hayride. Uh, we did a... When was that? That's the San Antonio Missions baseball game. It was about $5,000. It's a triple-A ball club. So it's baseball. It's a triple-A uh, affiliate of uh, the Rays. And basically, I get a 300 capacity. Um, it's all the free food that's on that cabana baseline. We have a couple of servers that are taking care of everybody. And we're just on the third baseline watching the entire baseball game. Obviously, that's unique to uh, San Antonio because we have a triple-A baseball team. If you have a major league sports team, uh, it probably would be much more expensive than that. I have done $5,000 Spurs basketball games, but I can only get about 22 people in a suite. So I can do a suite for 22 people um, at a Spurs basketball game, which is obviously a major league sport. So I've done those as well. So hopefully that answers the question. But, again, I don't necessarily care what you're doing as long as it's something that you like where you can interact with everybody, um, having a fun time, let your hair down a little bit, get a little bit goofy. But the most important thing is the follow-up. Jackie asks, is there a particular type of client that send you 10 leads, for example, builders or accountants? Uh, yes, typically I'd have builder, builder people or business people that are, you know, obviously a little bit more influential uh, maybe they get it a little bit more. Maybe they're an industry where they rely on referrals as well, so they just understand that. Um, so obviously it's going to be a little bit more business professionals and or builders, but I wouldn't take anybody else for granted because I do have a stay-at-home mom who's super well-connected in her country club and super well-connected on the PTA at the school, and uh, she is just probably refers me a deal a month. So she's on that 10-plus list. And I also have a guy who is outside of the industry. He's a business professional, but he actually is in charge of a small little account where he chases car dealerships to try to get their secondary fallout financing for little small cars. 
Uh, so he's out there chasing all of the, you know, sales reps that work for new car dealerships and used car dealerships. Um, so he understands that referral-based business, and he's just out and about seeing people all the time. This individual sends me at least a lead a month as well. So I wouldn't take for granted it has to be a true business professional, lawyer, attorney, something big time. It has to be a builder. It can be anybody who's well-connected and just understand and gets it. So hopefully that answers that question about potential referral sources. Kate says, thank you. Yvonne, how do you get builders as a client? That's a great one. I'm going to come back to that, though. I'm going to go through the next two bullet points, and I promise you I will get back to that at the very end as we're wrapping up. So let me write that down so I don't forget. Cool. Yvonne, I'll come back to that builder question for sure. I appreciate the question. The next thing that I'm doing to networking my way to get more leads, more profit, and more fun, obviously, my philosophy is 400 people can send me 400 leads, which equals 120 deals. And the way we do that is focus on greatness tracker, focus on the theme days, and we have our other on-purpose calls, and then we do doing fun events with them. And the follow-up is key with the events. Next thing that just makes it super fun, super awesome is gifting. So we need to have some type of gifting program. So at the top of your page, write gifting, and then I want you to write five things. <coughs> Excuse me. The first one is a birthday program. So I talked about calling the people on their birthday or possibly the day before their birthday to say, hey, I'm the first person to wish you happy birthday. But what we have is on our database of 400 people, we have a VIP list of 50. And we have a top 50 favorite past clients and friend. And then we have another 300. Each person's labeled an A, B, C, or D. We keep track of everybody in a good CRM system. I don't care what you're using. For the longest time, I just used Excel. Now I've got top producer. I don't care what you use. It doesn't really matter as long as you can take some notes on some people. So if they're qualified as an A, that means they're more of a VIP. They send lots of leads. We actually close at least a deal a month with them. Uh, sorry, a, a year with them. So I can spend a little bit more money on them. So I know that I can spend up to $150 on an A. A B client, we can spend up to $100. They definitely would sell with us, try to put our name out there, uh, not necessarily get a closed deal a year, but probably one or two leads at least from these people every year. A C player for us would be occasionally a lead here and there. For sure, they'd sell with us, so we get them up to a $50 gift. And then the D players in our life, they're still in our life. They would probably sell and buy with us. Maybe they have never sent in a lead. Maybe they just don't understand that referral-based business, but we still enjoy them and they're part of our list. Sometimes they'll show up to a client party and uh, we get them a smaller $20 gift. So we have that birthday program. It automatically goes out to them, whatever it may be. We record them A, B, C, D based on what type and style of gift that we can that we have for them. And then, of course, on our CRM program, we have their hobbies and their interests. So if I can get them a $150 gift based on their interests, like if I know I have a, a huge Spurs fan and I get them a Tim Duncan jersey for their birthday, that would be a really good gift for an A person. So the third week of every month, I sit down with one of my assistants and we go through all the birthdays for the following month. We identify if they're the A, B, C, D, and I identify what birthday present to get them. My assistant handles all that. It gets packaged and sent to them. And then, of course, on my call list, I'm the one making the call. With that call, it notes what birthday present we got them. So that's a birthday program. Number two is cheesy gifts. We just want to stay top of mind. A cheesy gift could be anything. It could go builders or business people. You can drop off little toy soldier army men, and I could say, hey, I'm looking forward to going back to battle with you. Uh, another little cheesy gift could be a boomerang delivered to their office. If they were sending you lots of business and they haven't sent you anything in a long time, be like, hey, come back to me. Let's do some business together. So it could be whatever kind of little cheesy gift that makes you top of mind. It could also be uh, branded items. I have a lot of new home salespeople and business partners that like to take little notes. So we'll have little notepads that say Conway Realty Group. We have pens that say Conway Realty Group. Uh, we have little stress balls that they can squeeze on that has a little house in the background that says Conway Realty Group. So we're just giving little gifts all the time to try to stay top of mind. And those gifts go out to anybody in our database. Next thing is in-process gifts. I just think it's ridiculous that we don't get more current client referrals. If we're really having a lot of fun with our clients and we're doing the right thing, we should set the expectation to receive a lead throughout the process to heighten that experience and to probably make that more of a, yes, you're going to get a lead from me 
we got to give them gifts throughout the process and really wow them. So, for example, when a listing goes active with us, we drop off an immediate candle. It's branded Conway Realty Group. It smells really good. Kind of goes in line with smelling good, looking good on the staging. And it's just a gift that says, thanks for trusting us with the sale of your house. Once somebody's under contract, if it's a buyer or a seller, we get past that option period. We send them a little handwritten note that says, hey, it's time to move. Here's some moving labels on us. So we have branded Conway Realty Group labels that go out. If they have kids, once they're under contract, uh, especially on the listing side, we kind of encourage those kids to keep their rooms nice and clean. We'll give them movie tickets. In addition to that, right at the end of the process, if they're buying or if they're selling, we find out what day they're planning on packing up everything and moving. And at that time, we offer them pizza. Moving day is always hectic. It's crazy. Who knows if the refrigerator and food's even available to them. So a few days before the moving day, we proactively call them and say, hey, we'd like to get you a pizza on moving day. So we get them a couple of pizzas. We get it delivered to their house while they're moving so they do not have to worry about uh, eating that day. And, man, that goes over huge. Everybody loves it and rants and raves about that. So you just have to have a couple in-process gifts. The next one, we have to have a lead source gift. Any lead that gives you – any lead source that actually gives you a lead, that's a huge thing. We should not take it for granted. Remember my first year, I had my buddy that called me up and he said, hey, my dad wants to sell. And I know his dad lived in a pretty nice house. I mean, I was so pumped up. I was like, yes, you're sending me your dad. This is unbelievable. So I call the client right or the potential lead right away. I'm like, hey, Mr. Franco, Ernest said you want to sell. And I'm just like so pumped up. I immediately got my buddy Ernest who sent me his dad, uh, the brand new driver that came out. He's a big golfer. We golf all together. There was the R11S driver that came out at the time, and it was like $500, so it was a little over the top. But I'm thinking I'm going to sell his dad's house for like 800 grand and make so much money I can get him the $500 driver. Uh, literally, after I hang up to set the appointment with Mr. Franco, I called the next person. I'm like, Mom, you won't believe it. I got this $800,000 lead. Like, I'm just so pumped up and passionate. And somewhere along the lines, uh, 2014, 2015, I kind of lost that excitement and passion. So I think every time – you get a lead, you should get on the phone with that lead source and, like, blow them up a little bit and say, wow, I can't believe you sent me that client. I'm super excited to work with them. And then they automatically get a gift. If it's just your average lead, average person, they automatically get a handwritten note from me with some candied pecans in the mail. It's also kind of a cheesy, funny thing for me because I'm Patrick Conway, P. Conway. So in my handwritten note, I say, thank you for trusting the P. Conway. I hope you enjoy these pecans. Just kind of a dumb little thing that keeps me top of mind. If they're sending me lots of leads, sometimes the gifts get a little bit better. The last thing is random gifts. You just have to pay attention. I'm talking to this young attorney, just made partner, 32 years old, awesome guy, solid, solid guy. And uh, he's talking about, me and him are talking about working out. We're talking about uh, the headphones that we use at the gym, and his just broke. So he's like, man, Beats by Dre just came out with another one that's wireless that goes around your ear that don't have the wire going down. I said, oh, I just saw those. I think they're like 199 bucks. And he's a great person in my life. I just wanted to congratulate him. I paid attention at lunch when he was talking about those specific headphones. Immediately after lunch, I went down the street to the Best Buy. I got those specific headphones. I went to his office, and I said, hey, Eric, man, I just got you these as a gift. He was like, no way. Literally that week, he sent me a client who's getting divorced who had to buy two homes and sell one big house. So obviously a really, really good return on the investments. So you can get random gifts if you're paying attention to what somebody really wants. It does not have to be expensive. I have a guy who's a new home sales guy whose passion is bodybuilding. So he competes in some of these bodybuilding shows. And he was just getting done with the show, and he was telling us how ridiculous it is in terms of what they're putting in their body, specifically the week before, to make sure all their muscles are showing um, so they're as leaned out as they can possibly get. So a group of the guys, after the after the show and the competition, they go to some gross Chili's restaurant and just eat and pig out, and they have food shirts. So they get, like, three XL shirts, and they're, like, wiping the Chili's baby back ribs off on their mouth. He's telling me this crazy story. So I went and got him a triple XL shirt and did some customization on it, said this is my food shirt, put his name, did some funny stuff. That cost me less than 20 bucks, and he thought that was amazing. And I was just paying attention, getting him that random gift that was important to him, immediately got a deal. Somebody walked in there, they had a home to sell, and he sent me uh, directly to them, which is awesome. So I think random gifts are good. So we got to have some kind of gifting program. 
birthday gifts, cheesy gifts, process gifts, lead source gifts for sure, and random gifts. So I know I'm going to get back to Yvonne's questions about getting builders. If anyone else has any questions on events or giftings, throw it in there. So, so far we've covered the basics, greatness tracker, with the theme days, what it really takes to be great, other on-purpose phone calls that we can make. We talked about all the events, and we talked about the fun gifting. So far, we're having a blast working. All of a sudden, leads are starting to come in. It's all good. Now, you might be sitting here saying, Patrick, I just don't even think I have 400 relationships, which is fine. I moved to San Antonio in 1999 from Chicago. I uh, went to two years of high school in San Antonio. I went to four years at University of Texas, San Antonio. I'm popular. I got into real estate. I was like, I know so many people. The core talks about 400. I probably have 1,000 people. So I go through the list, and I literally did the grocery store test on them. So if I came across John Smith, I'd say, John Smith, if I saw him at the grocery store, would we interact? Okay, yeah, yeah, no, yes, no. And I created my list, and I had 216 people. So I wasn't as popular as I thought that I was. But I grew it, obviously. So a couple tactics on how to grow that. Grow that. I am a knucklehead and for the longest time did not work off of a target list. So on Fridays, I should be able to pull up a target list that says I should interact with so-and-so, or I met this guy, so-and-so, at a networking event. There's far too often where I've been in an event, and I have, like, a really good quality match or a really good conversation, and I grab that business card of that individual, and I'm like, man, this is going to be a really good follow-up. And then that business card slips out on the floorboard of my car or slips underneath my desk, and six months later, I find it, and I'm like, oh, I got to call so-and-so. And I give them a call, and they're like, who is this? So I was ridiculous. So I work off of a target list on any new relationships that pop up in my life. So if I'm looking to grow my people, the number one thing that I can do is go to my top 10 or 20 relationships that I have. Go to my current super awesome VIPs or super awesome business people or super awesome builder connections and say, who else do you know that I need to know? And most of the time, if I have 20 really good, solid relationships, those 20 will introduce me to another 20, and now I've got 40. So it's as simple as that. Getting involved in networking events and going out there and actually collecting the card of somebody, but actually following up with them. So once I go to a networking event on Tuesday and I met Joe Smith, we had some good commonality. He likes sports, young family. I like sports, young family. I can put him in one of my target list. I could say, Joe Smith, I met him at the networking event. He likes the Spurs. I like the Spurs. He has twin boys. I have twin boys, whatever the commonality is. And on Fridays, I can call him and be like, hey, Joe, it was awesome meeting you on Tuesday. I think we need to get together and talk about how we can do some business together. And, of course, he's going to say, yes, it's more of a warm call. So a huge tactic is to work off of a target list and make sure that you have these people going on and that you're following up with them on purpose on Friday's Greatness Tracker. So Friday day for me, I'm trying to do step four of greatness, which is set an appointment. So all these new people in my life that I meet, and I'm trying to gain attention from them. I'm trying to gain a relationship from them. I'm trying to create VIPs from them. So I'm just calling them and trying to get face-to-face appointments. The next thing to earn more people in your life or create relationships with more people in your life is just simply join an organization. And if you're not into architecture, don't call on 20 architects thinking you're going to get somewhere. I'm coaching a guy locally. And he worked for the Northeast Independent School District for over 20 years. Super great guy. Gets into real estate. He does all the teacher deals. He has a way, and he knows all of the connections, where he can go to all of the Wednesday meetings. Wednesday early morning, all the schools meet, and they have a principal meeting. He's able to sponsor that, get breakfast tacos in there, talk for five minutes about teacher, language, all the different things that's important to them. And he also knows that each school has a principal fund, And he says, hey, I'm going to donate some money out of every closing from your school to your principal fund, which I have no idea what that means, but it's not really my language, but he was in that school district, so it makes sense for him. So whatever you align with, whatever you're interested in, go do it. Rick was trying to get me to join an organization like a chamber of commerce, uh, Rotary. I was doing a couple of these things, but I wasn't really getting that great results. And then I joined the Chicago Bears Association of San Antonio. I'm from I'm from Chicago. I live in San Antonio. I'm a gigantic Chicago Bears fan, unfortunately. And there's a Bears organization in town with 255 members, and I'm the one realtor. And I get deals from that group like crazy. 
it's unbelievable. But it's because we have such a commonality for the Chicago Bears. Kind of unique to us. It's a good group. We immediately have something to talk to and interest. So we're looking for the quality matches of where we can gain referrals, gain leads. So get involved in an organization on something that you're interested in. Just put yourself out there. It doesn't have to be so uber professional all the time. It just has to be something that you're interested in. So hopefully that helps a little bit. The last thing that I could say about gaining new relationships to get your database up to about 400 is do not be scared to chase whales. So if you see somebody from afar that's just a gigantic whale, unbelievably influential in the community, you know they can send you lots of business, but for some reason you might be a little shy on calling them. Don't. In my marketplace, I would consider myself a gigantic whale, and I have no lenders that call on me. So we're doing lots of deals. I control lots and lots of buyer sides. I can really influence a lender, and uh, maybe I get two or three new lenders for the entire year calling on me which I think is ridiculous. So if you see yourself with an opportunity to chase that big whale, I would highly recommend getting out of your cell, getting out of your shell and just making that call. So to review, before we get into some builder business stuff, if you have another question on anything that I was talking about, write it in the Q&A box and I'll address it with the last couple of minutes here. But really, chase the quality matches. In your new philosophy on business, if I have 400 people right here in my life, and I do some things on purpose with them, I should be able to condition each one of those people for one, just one referral in a year. So we do that by having the greatness trackers with the theme day in mind. Do not cheat on the greatness tracker. Make sure it has one of those five elements of greatness. Enhance the relationship, give a lead or value, get a lead, set an appointment, or specifically ask for business. And we have some other on-purpose calls that we can make, like anniversary calls, honor calls, birthday calls. Remember to look at social media as a supplement and give them a call if you see something cool on there. Do some events, four big client parties a year. You don't have to break the bank. You can do a happy hour every month. You can do a monthly referral party. Thanks for sending me so many leads. You can do team charity events and invite your clients to them. The follow-up is key. And when you follow up with them, you say, thanks for coming. They're going to say, thanks for inviting me. Then you condition them for one bill for a year. Gifting is huge. Birthday program, cheesy gifts. In-process gifting. Make sure you don't forget about the lead source. Get the lead source a gift and say, thank you for trusting me. Then just pay attention with some random gifts here and there for the good people that are in your life. And the last thing is get involved. Have a target list. When you hear about somebody who's influential in your business, call them on Fridays. Set an appointment to get face-to-face. We need new people in our life. Join the organization that suits you because you'll find a lot of commonality there. So. I think another question popped up. Can you share your elevator speech? I can do that. My elevator speech simply right now is, hey, I'm Patrick Conway. I work at Keller Williams Real Estate. My best client that I could ever see is somebody looking to buy or sell a home. Residential real estate is my key. I don't really do commercial or rentals or anything like that, but I am the best when it comes to residential resale. So if you know anybody looking to buy or sell a home, I'm the guy. That's basically what I'm going to tell them. But when it comes to networking events, I'm more of a question asker and card collector because I know that I'm going to follow up with them and build that rapport. We're all great salespeople, so it's all about finding a quality match, grabbing that card, putting yourself out there, following up on purpose with them. So that's what it's all about. One thing that you can do is call up the concierge and get my 10-week follow-up program. I stole it from Oleg. It's a 10-week follow-up program based on realtors. I created one for builders. So for Yvonne, how do you get builders as a client? I start with that quality match. I find somebody that I want to chase. It can work for a builder or a business person. Anybody that I want to be in relationship with that I would put on that target list and I'm calling them on Fridays for that initial appointment, once I meet with them and I know that there's an opportunity to do some business, I just have to follow up each week in a unique way to make sure that I stay top of mind, make sure that they know that I'm an expert in my craft, and make sure that I'm helping them or adding value to their life. And if I can do those things, for sure, they will send me business. So ask for the 10-week follow-up plan. When we meet people, a builder, business person, chasing the builder as your client, you put this person on a 10-week follow-up plan, and it's a simple spreadsheet where you put a person's name, and every single week you do something for them. And the first week for me is the initial meeting. Second week is I get them the book. 
the seven levels of communication, and I sign my name in there, say, hey, I look forward to doing some business with you. The third week, I make sure we go to lunch on purpose. The fourth week, I get them a cheesy gift, and so on and so forth. So ask your concierge for the 10-week follow-up plan. You can do that for any business person or any builder. So I'd start there in terms of how, how to get builders as a client. So any other questions in there, throw them in the queue now or forever hold your peace. But look, back in the college days, I wish somebody would have came up to me and said, hey, all you got to do is call people on the phone, be energetic, ask them for business, invite them to stuff, ask them some questions, call them on their anniversaries, have some events and hang out and high five, go to happy hours, give people gifts, and then go to networking events and just call them on purpose. And you'll make a million dollars. I just wish somebody would have told me that a long time ago. It's unreal and unbelievable the kind of business and the kind of opportunity that we have. So if you take some of these tactics and actually put it and implicate it into your own business, I promise you, you will blow up. Thank you for the time. Y'all go crush it. We'll see you later.